Informed Dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics, with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board-certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. So California's K-12 school system is on the verge of collapse. Just last week, two students in the Temecula Charter School were banned for life because they showed up at school without a mask on. In fact, there was a SWAT team that was called to the school, had the students removed, and the school was placed on lockdown. Now, I I start with this because I think it is emblematic of a rapid and, I believe, irreversible decline in the functioning of the schools in our state here in California and I am very concerned that it is irreversible. Mark, great to be with you again. We got so much to talk about, so little time on informed dissent media. And uh, I can't wait to get going here. You know, it's, it's funny, we got, we have literally listeners now from all over the world. There's somebody in Australia, I forget her name, that reached out to us that, uh, downloaded our podcast and listened to it. And I'll tell you, if there's any place in the world that is really having a rough time of it, it is Australia. I guess there's nothing to do in Australia but to listen to podcasts, because apparently you get arrested if you go out of your house more than a few kilometers away. Uh, It's incredible. But you're right. It's returned to a prison system. Yeah, no doubt about it. Our schools are in shambles here. There are mama bears that are rising up, that are pissed off, that are sick and tired of the rules. They're sick and tired of the unions. They, they just aren't going to take it anymore. I saw one statistic that showed um, the number of people that are homeschooling has doubled uh, since last year. And I don't know where they come up with those numbers from, but um, I think the schools are seeing their enrollment plummet. And uh, that, that's probably a good thing. I saw that same article. It came from a national homeschooling organization that is closely tracking the efflux of students out of the school system. So it's not just happening here in California or here in Los Angeles. It's happening all over the country. Uh, We happen to reside here, so we're more attuned to what's happening locally. But this is not a local problem. This is a national one. And there are really very few places in the country that are fighting back. I'll I'll get to that in a moment. But what I wanted to uh, bring up that is, I think, sort of at the crux of the problem here in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County, and then beyond throughout the state of California, is what I see as a, a really rather sinister plot that has taken place between the teachers union, both the county teachers union and the state teachers union, and our governor, Governor Gavin Newsom, who is up for recall in less than two weeks, which I believe to be a plot to shut the schools down. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. So here in California, based upon recent orders from the California State uh, Health Department or Department of Health, every student has to be tested for this virus once a week and has to wear masks at school. If you test positive, you are evicted from the school for, depending on the district, between seven to 10 days, and all of your family members 
other students are evicted if they go to the same school. If they don't, then they're still evicted from their school. All of your classmates, anyone that you have come into contact with for more than 15 minutes in the past two days over extended period is evicted. And then there's also this additional contact tracing that goes on. So what's happened is that students here in Los Angeles in the first week of school were subject to these outrageous rules and over 3,000 of them were sent home. 3,000 kids in the first week were sent home for five to 10 days. But, Happened but in wait, San Francisco wait, 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 as well. Wait, 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 Mark. Wait, wait, wait. Come on. The science supports this, doesn't it? COVID is killing our children. Our hospitals are being filled with these poor children being ravished by COVID. Certainly that must be the case, right? If only that were true. If only that were true, Jeff. I have yet to see a single child sent to the hospital with this is a healthy child sent to the hospital with the infection from this virus. And I haven't, <laughs> I haven't yet seen any children die from it. Um, it, it's, it simply doesn't happen. And if we continue to send kids home like this, if we continue to uh, empty the classrooms because of these false positive uh, viral tests, which somewhere between 80 to 90% of the tests come back negative, I mean, false positive rather, and none of these kids ever develop any symptoms. They don't get sick. What we're going to wind up doing is emptying out the classrooms and the schools, and it's going to then place pressure on the school system to shut the actual in-face, in-person schools down again. And then right. we're going to go back to Zoom school. And I've heard from a friend of mine that kids are already being sent home with laptops when they have these positive tests. The laptops don't work, so there's no Zoom school right now. But the, the students and the teachers are getting prepared to turn them on so that the school's in-person instruction gets shut down. And the teachers' unions are already pushing for more and more testing, more and more masks, more and more restrictions. And I believe that the, that the, the end game, really, is to ultimately say, look, we can't have in-person schooling and remote schooling simultaneously. And because half of our students are not in the classroom because they're at home quarantining so that they don't die, apparently, then we're just going to have to go to Zoom school. That's well, what listen, I think they, is happening. Well, listen, they tried that last year, right? The schools were shut down. We had Zoom school. And for the first time, parents got to see behind the curtain of what actually goes on in the classrooms. And many of the parents were horrified by the indoctrination and, quite frankly, the incompetence of many of the teachers. And I can't imagine that they want to go back to that again, because that is in part what prompted many parents to pull their kids out of school and to start homeschooling. They realize that the schools not only do not support their own values, but they're teaching things that are completely irrelevant to what a child should be, teach should be taught. CRT, uh, pornographic sexual health, um, indoctrination in Marxist ideology. That is what's going on behind too many closed doors in our schools. And when they revert to a Zoom school, parents get to see that and they say, oh, hell no, my kids aren't going to do that. And they pull them out and they look for either a homeschool option, a charter school or a private school that shares their values. And, and to be honest with you, Mark, it's not necessarily a bad thing that some of these schools are being closed down because what goes on there clearly is not effective. You look at the data for schools with the basics of what should be taught, reading, writing, arithmetic, et cetera, and our kids are flat out failing. The number of kids that are below grade level in math and English language arts is embarrassing when you look at it. 
and yet we're adding on more material. We are providing them with electives that are completely meaningless. In California, our governor is about to sign into law a mandate that all children must take ethnic studies as a graduation requirement. Of course, they never say, what will they not teach instead of that ethnic studies course? And so, listen, I'm not, I don't feel that bad about what's going on in the schools. I really don't. I mean, it's, it's hard for parents, especially single parents. And uh, when you have two working parents, it's very difficult. But the fact that more kids are spending less time in school, in some respects, is a good thing, despite the fact that, you know, children don't take to it very well. They want to be with their peers. We see an increase in anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff. Um, but... The actual schooling that's going on is ridiculous, and less of it, I think, is actually better. So there may be a silver silver lining. What do you think? Well, I think they're going to get their way, and I think they're going to get their wishes. Perhaps the parents should start planning for that now, because LAUSD, the teachers' union, just announced a couple of days ago that they are making a formal demand in their negotiations with the county to force vaccinate all of the children down to age 12. So they're going from the masks to the weekly testing to the forced vaccinations. And at some point between the uh, ethnic Marxism, the pornography, the invasive sticks up the nose, the suffocation, and now the uh, forced experimental vaccination program, um, parents are just gonna say, I've had enough. Well, and they are saying that. Their kids out. Yeah, they're, they're they, already, they already saying are. that. Yeah, and thank goodness for that. There are homeschools popping up everywhere. Um, to the extent that they're allowed, charter schools are forming that uh, do things differently. As we've talked before, uh, I opened up a Hillsdale College-affiliated charter school in the city of Orange. That's in Southern California. We now have a 1,000-person waiting list wanting to get into our school, and we're hoping to have a second school open up next year. And this is a school without indoctrination that teaches the basics of Western civilization that is proudly American and does not apologize for our Judeo-Christian principles and founding, and that is a hunger that parents and their students are looking for, and that's why they're pulling kids out of school and they just aren't going to take it anymore. So it's it's good. I, I hope I hope that continues. And for you the for you at home listening, we want to hear from you. I'd like to hear your experience. Um, you know, tune in on our social media uh, question. Send us some questions. We'd love to answer that. And we'd like to hear what is your experience and what do you see as a solution to what's going on in our schools. InformedDissentMedia.com. One of the channels that's easy to find us is on Spotify, uh, and we want to hear directly from you. So please reach out and let us know what you think, what's going on. I just heard from uh, one of our colleagues who is a tenured professor at UCLA who has always been a bit, uh, let's say, tepid on going against the grain, although he's always been a very critically minded and, and thoughtful person. He just sent me a, a private email recently and he said, guess what? My wife and I decided to yank our kids out of the public mm -hmm. school system for this fall. I said, no way. He said, absolutely. I asked him why. He said, I'm done. I, I'm done with the indoctrination. I'm done with the one foot in, one foot out, mask on, mask off, testing, vaccinations. He said, it's so exhausting 
trying to keep up with all of these irrational rules and dictates and changes that uh, I would rather just exert some control, my wife and I, over our children and know what they're learning, know that they're physically safe, that they're being taken care of. He organized a group of parents in the neighborhood to uh, pool their resources together and start a homeschooling program. I think that is, um, in the long run, not only better for the kids, but also less stressful. I think that sending children to school in this kind of climate and environment is so anxiety producing, so anxiety um, inducing for the parents and the children that when I go to my practice every day and I hear the stories from the parents, they're just burned out. They don't have the internal resources to deal with this kind of mess anymore. They're, they're caught up in this, this tug of war and they're being treated as pawns in this political power struggle between the unions and the governor and uh, the local teachers, all these different players in the school system in California, none of whom, not a single one, actually cares one whit about the children. Nothing. No, they that's just right. don't care. I see it in my practice all the time. I get requests on a daily basis for medical mask exemptions. And certainly that's one way to go about doing it is to try to get an exemption. Um, but I'll tell you, independent of whether you wear a mask or don't wear a mask at school, there's so much more in school that's going on that's disturbing, regardless of whether you've got a mask on or you don't have a mask on. And, I, you know, listen, I, I, we, we want to not just complain about the problem, but also give some solutions. And the reality is, is that the ultimate solution comes in... Um, joining together with like-minded people to take a stand. And if enough people showed up to school with their kids with no masks on, they would have to respond to that. If enough kids, if enough parents pull their kids out of school, that would send a message and they would have to respond to that. If you go about it as an individual only and try to fight the battle as an individual parent with your kid, you're going up against very powerful forces and with numbers you have power. And the problem is a lot of parents show up to the school board meetings to complain and rightfully so against some of these policies. And of course the school board members point their fingers to Sacramento and say it's not our fault, we're just following the mandates from Sacramento. And if you talk to the people in Sacramento, they say no, these are just guidelines and it's up to the local jurisdiction to make those decisions. They keep pointing at each other and causing confusion. The ultimate power though and the ultimate control comes in the parents acting as a unit, as a group. And if there's enough of them that can organize, and I see this online, there's Facebook sites of organized parents in different school districts. If enough parents get together and organize and demand change, the school district, who is supposed to be responsive to the local community, will have to change or they'll lose their schools. And that's the only way. We need to rise up as parents um, we need to stand up as parents against the tyranny and demand change. We can't just keep going along with it. That's what got us into this mess to begin with. And the only way we're going to get out of it is by expressing our opinions in a group with power and force them to make a change. Otherwise, it's just going to go on uh, indefinitely. This, this is never going away. This COVID thing is never going away. In Israel, I saw a report, a study, that they're now looking at booster shot number four from Pfizer. So this is what's going to go on. 
more booster shots as now we're moving on from Delta to Lambda to now we're on to the Mu variant. And I read a report that said the Mu variant is now with us and we're really worried because we think it may disproportionately affect the children. And of course, they'll open the gates now to say, we need to start vaccinating the children. The only way out of this pandemic is to get all the children vaccinated and all the adults booster shots. And that's the way forward, unfortunately. That's what's happening. It's tyrannical, it's un-American, and it's time that the mama bears and patriotic parents stand up and say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. So if you are waiting around for this tyranny to end, if you are waiting for the mandates to be lifted, for the masks to come off, for the weekly testing to end, for the push to vaccinate the children to slow, it is not going to happen. It never will. I think it is so clear at this point, after a year and a half, that this is not a temporary phase. I saw a meme earlier today that said, the hardest part about the first 15 days to slow the spread is the first 18 months. <laughs> and that's where we are now. We're, we're, in, we're in month 18 going on 19. So once the system collapses, and it, it has to collapse because no one is going to put up with this anymore. Once it collapses, parents will have the option as they create their own local school system, whether it's in their own home or in their community or their pod, to pull their kids out and to start teaching them as they wish, to set community and family standards rather than city, county, and state standards. Absolutely. I, you know, and I can't imagine that, that parents grouping together to teach their kids uh, is going to be worse than what's going on in the schools. They'll get back to the basics, reading, writing, arithmetic, teaching civics like we should be teaching, uh, learning from each other, learning from primary sources, back to the concept of a classical education as opposed to a woke education. You know, if you look back in history, if you ever read letters, for example, from Civil War soldiers, they're written in beautiful penmanship with cursive writing uh, using expansive language. And this was a time where, where we didn't have uh, mandated school. We, we didn't have compulsory school across America. And it was the introduction of the progressive era with compulsory schools that really has unleashed this indoctrination and progressiveness where reading, writing, and arithmetic is no longer important, uh, but becoming woke is what's important. And our kids are suffering and our country is suffering as a result. Our kids are no longer prepared to enter the jobs, job field. Our kids are no longer prepared to defend America, to understand what the American dream and the American experiment is all about. And we need to really dismantle the public school system as it exists in the United States. I mean, why, why, do, we, why do we have government-run schools anyways? Uh, I think it's a failed experiment. And until we turn schooling back to local control and parents and away from, in our case in California, Sacramento, or your legislative uh, body in whatever state you live on, live in, and certainly in Washington, D.C., get them the heck out of the education building, 
business, Department of Education, the Federal Department of Education should not exist. It's not in the Constitution. It plays no role other than to feed the unions and, and, the, and the powerful. Um, until we get back to the basics, we're, we're going to continue to fall behind the rest of the world and our children will not be prepared for the future. So there is a silver lining to this COVID thing, and I think it's affecting education. And quite frankly, the same is true in healthcare. People are looking for doctors that believe what they believe, that want to take care of them on an individual basis, and are not just reflectively um, echoing what's going on in Washington, D.C. with unelected healthcare bureaucrats. Um, so I hope there is a path forward, a shiny path. We're getting real close to our recall election here in California. And if we prevail, and I hope we will, I think that will send a shockwave across California and, uh, and we'll all benefit from it. I am really excited about this recall election. I, I, I think you share my, my energy and passion for it because it's really one of the, the big bright spots uh, in a, a pretty, pretty dark year and a half here in California. We have uh, several candidates. Uh, one candidate that, that I particularly uh, support is Larry Elder in this recall election. And one of his primary uh, values and positions is end the government school project and allow parents to send their kids where they want to go. Let the school choice, uh, the school choice movement in two words. And school choice is, uh, is popular uh, among the rich, the poor, the black, the white. Uh, it is not a, 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 a political uh, partisan position. Uh, it is a position that we've been talking about here now on the show. Um, I believe that it's going to happen one way or another, but to have someone in office leading the charge will certainly allow it to speed up and allow it to happen sooner. And, and I am very excited about that possibility in less than two weeks. Absolutely. And re remember, the, uh, the, the vote date is September 14th, although ballots have already been mailed out. So you can take that ballot and turn it into your local voting center. Um, I don't recommend that you put it in the mail. I recommend that you fill out your ballot and you physically take it to your local voting center or your registrar of voters. If you didn't get a ballot in the mail, it's important you pick up the phone or log in to the registrar of voters and find out what happened. And even if you didn't get a ballot, you can still go to the, your polling center on voting day uh, and cast your ballot. So it's it's critical. Don't, uh, don't assume that everybody else is going to take care of it for you. This is in California, of course, the recall, ballot, the recall election to recall our governor of California. There's 54 or so candidates. I also am supporting Larry Elder. Uh, I think he's the likely guy to win if this recall goes through. So make sure you vote, if not now, on uh, September 14th. Uh, vote yes on the recall and then pick your favorite candidate. My favorite candidate is Larry Elder. School choice is really a solution to this education problem, if you think about it. One of the school choice initiatives that's being floated around is you take the money, it's about $14,000, you take that money and you give it to every kid. You put it into an educational savings account, and then that money can be spent in a certified uh, school, could be a private school, could be a public school, 
could be a religious school. It could even be a homeschool scenario. That's your money to spend on your kid's education. And if you don't spend it all, you get to keep it. And it can be used later for trade school or for college. It would literally revolutionize in one, in one full swoop uh, the educational system because then public schools would have to compete. They would have to provide a product that the customer wants and be responsive to the local community. Those community members then could go to the school, go to the school board, and they could have that voucher in their hand for $14,000 and say, prove to me that I wanna spend my money in your public school district. And if you don't share my values, and if you don't teach my kids what I think they should be taught, I'm gonna take this money and go down the street to somebody else offering a better product. It's like every everything else that we do here. The only way to create excellence is through competition. And right now there is no competition to the traditional government school system where the competition is very limited. It's really only available to people that have wealth. If you're a rich person, you can move geographically into a school district that you like or you can choose to pay for a private education. Unfortunately, disadvantaged people that don't have a lot of money, they're stuck. They can't move, they can't attend private schools, and they are literally slaves to their local system, and often that local system sucks. Uh, so it's important to not only get behind this recall, if we get this recall passed, you can, uh, you can be assured that Larry Elder, and I've heard the other candidates speak, on school choice too. They will use the bully pulpit to push forward that school choice initiative that with a little luck will be on the ballot in, uh, in November of 2022. That reason, ending the monopoly, is the very reason why the teachers unions are so adamantly opposed to school choice. And they are going after any candidate who questions the government school uh, universal system. Uh, right now, the uh, LA Unified Teachers Union is uh, spending millions of dollars to keep our current governor, Gavin Newsom, in office because they know that he will continue to butter their bread. So if, if this funding source stream reverses direction and the money starts to fall the student rather than the student following the money, it's all over for the teachers union. It's done. And it's not just in California. This is across the entire country. The whole house of cards will collapse. And that's why it is so important that this get pushed through. And that's why they're fighting against it so much. I, I want to mention something that I heard recently regarding uh, voting that's very important. As, as you just said, Jeff, it's, it's best to vote in person. But if you can't vote in person, definitely uh, mail your ballot using the U.S. Post Office, not a Dropbox, and sign up for the voting tracking system so that you know that it's been received by the Post Office and that it's been received eventually by the counting agency, wherever that might be, and then that it's actually counted. A yeah. friend of mine recently signed up for that system and decided, you know what, I'm just going to vote in person because I really trust the in-person paper vote much better. It's the best way to go. Well, she checked her ballot tracking system and found out that her ballot was received and counted. And she hasn't even put her ballot in the voting system yet. Huh, how could so that she happen? called the vote. I, I can't imagine. Could it possibly be that that for the first time in history, uh, we are now being allowed to print our ballots off on a computer and send them in 
to a mail system or through a, a ballot counting box located on the street corner. I, I can't imagine that would have anything to do with it, but maybe it does. Well, she called the Voter uh, Integrity Project that's tracking uh, fraud and reports of fraud. And she was told, well, this is coming in dozens of times a day. People are calling in saying, I checked my ballot online, which I'm going to actually vote for in person uh, later in September. And it was already counted, meaning somebody stole the ballot and, and su submitted it in fraudulently. So there, there is fraud occurring. It is not conjecture. It is happening on what scale we don't know. But it could be very widespread, and it could be enough to throw the election. So if you are uh, able to log in and put your, your ballot information in to track it, please do so. And if, in fact, your vote has been stolen, report it to the Voter Integrity Project, and they are going to take that information, and they're going to put it into a lawsuit so that we can hopefully yeah. get some accountability. Absolutely. Well, listen, as, as we wrap up this episode, I want to remind uh, you out there, uh, first of all, go to informeddissentmedia.com and please share this with your friends and family. And leave us a message to communicate with us through our various social media channels. Uh, Mark, I know you've got your own uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram, and you used to have a Twitter account. Until I was suspended last week. Yeah, I'm trying to get suspended. I'm kind of jealous. Uh, Rx for Liberty is my personal website. InformedDissentMedia.com is the website of this uh, podcast. Communicate with us. Let us know what you want to hear more of. Uh, and uh, send us your questions, and we'll try to answer them on the air as well. Uh, Mark, it's great being with you again. I look forward to doing this again in the near future. And we've got so much to talk about. And I hope our audience is... Uh, is informed as we teach them how to dissent from the mainstream media and the mainstream narrative that's going on out there. You've been listening to Informed Dissent with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board-certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Informed Dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics.